welcome to episode number three. This is Maria. And this is Jessica. Welcome back. Yes, you're listening to You're Creeping Me Out. Today, we are going to, well, I'm going to read off some stories that I found on Reddit that are creepy. I read through them all earlier, for the most part. I skimmed some of them just because when you have a kid, you can't really do anything while you're (laughs) trying to (laughs) stop them from climbing off furniture and hurting themselves but yeah so some of them are like creepy some of them are alien some of them are just kind of like ghosty and yeah but I'll get started if you're you're down let's get right into it (laughs) okay so this first one is on reddit by username big (laughs) bub (laughs) 82 But the title of the story is called Scary Storytime. So it starts off. A few years ago, three friends and I went on vacation to a resort. On the third or fourth night, we all felt a little too tired to go out for drinks and decided to have an early night. I shared a room with one friend and two other friends shared another room on a different floor. As I was lying in bed, feeling like I'm about to go to sleep, I turn over in my bed and see that my friend is walking around the room. I thought that perhaps he was just texting his girlfriend or just restless. Uh, He moves out of my eye line, and I feel my bed sink. I think to myself, is he putting on his shoes and on my bed? Whatever. I'm tired. I'm going to sleep. The next morning, as we were all eating breakfast, I asked him where he was last night. He said... What do you mean? I didn't go anywhere. I asked him why he was walking around the room, and he said he thought that was me walking around. (laughs) No one else has a key to our room, and we both saw someone walking around our room. At first, my first thought is like, oh, that's just a dream, or like he is just, you know, sleepwalking, his friend sleepwalking. But then towards the end, he's like, you know, I thought that was you walking around. So he saw it too. That's really creepy. You know, I feel like this could happen. I feel like this happens. Like, Uh I, I, I would, you know, I can insert myself into this and just say, (laughs) say, what the heck is going on? But man, that's, that's really crazy. Especially if you're in like an Airbnb or something, you know what I mean? Like somebody else's house. That's, that stuff's creepy to me. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it would be even creepier too if you had like attempted to talk to the other person right and they had responded or I probably would have I've been like what the hell are you doing yeah You're keeping me awake <laughs> yeah <sighs> wow okay. that one that one's pretty creepy I do I do really like that one that one's, that one's it's short but it's you know to the point and it's those yeah. ones where like I love those stories where you you know, are in the same room as somebody and you think it's them and then you wake up the next day, talk about it, and then you all are like, well, I thought that was you. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, yeah, nope, it was just a ghost. Because it, it's like you both saw something. You both, kind of validates. you know, yeah. Okay. All right. So, this next one is by username, still on Reddit. All of these are on Reddit, just for you know, whatever. Um, username is Gummy Worms. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. This is titled The Tapping Outside My Window. Oh, boy. Okay. 
my eyes slowly flutter open, a repetitive tapping noise waking me from my sleep. Tap, tap, tap. I rub my eyes and yawn. Was it raining? I sit up in my bed, making it creak. The white curtains next to my bed flap as the wind blows outside. I look over and my heart stops. A shadow in the shape of a head, just outside my open window, tapping the glass. Tap, tap, tap. I gasp, horrified, scramble to the other side of my bed. I hear the curtains move and I look over only to find the most horrible sight. A creature, long and thin, its face elongated with large, soulless eyes that stared into my now teary eyes. It was reaching to into the room. A long, bony, clawed finger was aimed at me. I let out a cry of fear and started to crawl away. The monster finger <laughs> reaching closer and closer until the claw on the end of it touched my back, sending pain through my body. I let out a scream and sit up in bed, tears streaming down my face with relief filling my body until a sharp pain in my back and I hear the rhythmic tapping outside my window. Tap, tap, tap. So, first thoughts. I think that maybe this started out as a dream for this person. And then they wake up relieved, but then they feel the pain in their back and the tapping on the window. Yeah, that certainly does feel like dream-like, you know? Yeah. I don't know if any of these stories are real. I'll just say that. But mm-hmm. I do like the way that they... Because I feel like these are things that have happened before. Mm-hmm. I mean, even to me, like, you wake up out of a dream that you are so relieved that it's not real. But yeah. then something reminds you of the dream. And then Yeah, dr- like, dreams that feel so real that it's difficult to deter, like difficult to you know decipher what's real and what's not those always really get me I mean you know they certainly take a really long time to recover from (laughs) those dreams are pretty intense do you you get those dreams too right yep and I get the dreams that shake me like for days and I just can't get them out of my head like I hate those dreams yeah I think the one that I had most recently was like a family member of mine dying. And I, I yeah. hate those. I absolutely hate those dreams. The ones that I have that are that are like that, that are so intense, are usually the scary ones. The ones yes. that feel like, you know, I'm being murdered or, you know, that someone is after me or that, you know, just the, the intense ones, the adrenaline, you know, mm-hmm. it, it just feels so real that it's hard to like, calm down and like return to normal and those are the ones that always really Mm -hmm. stick with me yep I hate that here's the next one this one is a visitation dream visitation story it's kind of heartfelt it's not very creepy but um it's by username Daliska it's titled I think my sister-in-law paid me a visit last night Mm mm-hmm uh, it says, yesterday I was woken up with terrible news. My husband's little sister was found in the bathtub in cardiac arrest. She was 33. Paramedics were able to get her heartbeat back, but it seemed like she went without oxygen too long and she mm-hmm. passed away. Um, or no, sorry, she did not pass away. She's currently on life support. Her chances of surviving are grim and her brain damage is described as global. 
No one knows what happened. Nothing showed up in her toxology report, and she's had no known health issues. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, I don't know if it said paramedics, and I just said passed away. <laughs> I was reading too fast. <laughs> uh, I had a dream last night that was remarkable, mostly from how normal it seemed. My dreams are typically complex with lengthy and exceptionally weird storylines. They usually follow patterns with reoccurring themes and locations. Uh, like abandoned theme parks with my sister, learning that I can fly and needing to escape an angry mob that's frightened my new sk- frightened of my new skill, <laughs> finding a hidden door in a previous apartment that leads to creepy underground locations, trying to save a loved one from natural disasters, and hiding from murderous sky mermaids that live in Aurora Borealis. It's never normal and usually unsettling. <laughs> um... Last night, I dreamed I was sitting on the couch with my husband, and my phone rings. It's my sister-in-law, so I put it on speaker, and she says, Hey guys, I just wanted to let you know that I'm okay. Then I woke up. It was so short and so vivid that I felt an odd sense of relief. It felt like she had just stopped in for a visit or something, but she's technically still alive. And then it just asks, has has anyone experienced anything similar, or am I just grieving? And then all the comments are like, she visited you. She definitely visited you i think in those things in those situations that people's you know like astral astral projection where people can like come out of their body and Mm -hmm. do stuff like that that's kind of what i think that might have been something like Mm -hmm. her soul coming just to say that she was okay right you think yeah i feel i feel that i mean I think that it's certainly, I mean, just as far as the, uh, the dreams go, I I could totally see where, you know, I I know there's several stories. I personally haven't had anything like that happen to me, but I've heard others say, you know, things like that where relatives have came, you know, to visit them in their dreams and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, or, or, you know, talk to them or, given them some sort of reassurance and I just I Mm -hmm. feel that I mean I I can certainly see where that you know can happen or how that might you know manifest in a dream I just I find that to be really fascinating dreams are very interesting um yes I agree I had a dream visitation from my grandpa Mm -hmm. one time I, it was so weird because I was, it was opening day for the Detroit Tigers a few years ago and we used to Mm -hmm. always go to that, but we were staying in a hotel and I had a dream that my grandpa came, we were at a, we're on a picnic and, um, it was how I remembered him when he, before his, he had like dementia pretty bad. So, Mm -hmm. you know, as he got older, he just kind of aged and, but it was like how I remember him as a kid with this big smile. And he was just like happy always, all the time. But I, mm-hmm. um, in the, on the picnic in my dream, he was telling me that my grandma comes to me. I may have told you this story before, but he comes to, my grandma comes to me as a bird cause she's passed away as well. And I think mm-hmm. it was actually a little bit, not long after she passed away, like a couple years later. And, um, the bird and the dream like flew up into my face and then mm-hmm. I woke and that was it. And then mm-hmm. the next day I was doing some gardening on the patio of my apartment and this bird came out of nowhere and flung, like flew right up into my face. 
and then flew oh. just like in the dream. Wow. That's so, intense. That was confirmation for me that that was my grandma, but interesting. That's very interesting um, to kind of have those two things happen in conjunction with each other. No, I agree. That's really interesting. I really like that. I, I find that to be really fascinating. I should do a little bit more research on dreams and, you know, people who experience that sort of thing. That's really fascinating. Mm-hmm. We should do an episode on dreams. Dreams are very interesting. I've always wanted to, like, keep a dream journal because I've always had very vivid dreams, like, mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. But I never think to write them down because usually it's dark, for one thing, and mm-hmm. I can't fumble a journal out and start writing in it I mean I could get my phone out I guess but I don't know yeah I mean people I've I've kept like a little journal on the side of my bed you know and and tried to do that I always find I'm kind of the same way as you where you know (laughs) it's dark and you know if I'm waking up from a really scary dream all I want to do is try to go back to sleep right (laughs) and so it's hard to um hard to get that back but yep (laughs) so this next story this one isn't really paranormal I don't think but it is just kind of a little creepy Mm -hmm. vibe to it um this is from username althea26 it's called creepy bus ride uh starts off today I had to go two hours away my husband usually takes us but he wasn't able to and I don't like driving long distances so me and my son took a bus bus ride on our way there everything went well the bus ride was okay on our way back dot 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 have you ever felt funny while in public and then you notice something someone's looking at you i felt that way today while waiting at waiting for our bus to arrive me and my son were sitting in the waiting area and a, a man was looking at me from outside it didn't i didn't find it creepy at first it wasn't bad It wasn't a bad look or anything, but he was just staring. I looked away, but I could feel the stare. Once our bus arrived, I noticed this man walking over to it. He got on the bus, and a few moments later, we did too. I I noticed he sat almost at the back of the bus, and our seats were almost at the front. I didn't think anything of it until later when I was getting that feeling again, and and I was starting to get a headache. I accidentally dropped my sister's well, my sweater, and I, uh, before I could pick it up, he was handing it to me. The bus wasn't that full, so he took the seat behind me. I said thanks, and he didn't answer anything back. Almost at the end of the ride, he moved to the seat next to us. He kept staring at me. Now it was creepy. He wouldn't stop. I could see him from the corner of my eye, and I started to get a huge headache again. At some point, I thought I must be making all of this up, maybe from the headache I had. But when the bus stopped, I stood up and the doors opened and I heard him say thank you. I took my son and bolted out of the bus as soon as the door opened. Um, It's been hours and I still have a headache. I didn't confront him during the bus ride because I was creeped out and I honestly felt like a deer in headlights. I wasn't thinking straight. Yeesh. That's the end. That's creepy. Yeah. I mean, riding the bus, I feel like anywhere is not fun because... You have to be with people that you don't know that, mm-hmm. you know, 
don't, yeah. I don't know. Or the subway or mm-hmm. like any sort of public transport. But, um, yeah, people can be very creepy, too. I know. <laughs> they can be watching you and not even, you know. The sweater that she dropped before she could even get it, you know, pick it up. He was already picking it up. But yeah. he was sitting at the back of the bus. So, like, how did he get so fast up yeah. to that? Sometimes you wonder if it's, like, not somebody that you can actually, that you're only seeing and not, mm-hmm. you know, anybody else. Oh, my goodness, yeah. Isn't that interesting? Like, isn't that weird how, you know, if you, th- or if you really think about it, like, you always assume that everyone else can see everything that you yeah. can see, but what if that's not true? <laughs> yeah, what if you're seeing ghosts all the time and you have no idea? <laughs> because you, you're you not, like, walking around the world confirming with someone else that they can see those things. Right. You just assume that that's the case. Next time I go to the store, I'm going to be, like, looking at everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you see this person? <laughs> yes. That is true, though. You never even think about it. Like, yeah. Well, if I'm at the store with Matt, we <laughs> sometimes make faces at each other when we see questionable people doing questionable things or wearing questionable things. And we'll look at each other like, ooh. But, and that's confirmation, I guess. But yeah, when you're alone in the store, like, how do you? Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of creepy to think about. Yeah. It is creepy. (laughs) So this next one I found creepy because I can relate on a little bit of a level here. But um, Mm -hmm. this is from username Reset1776. And it's titled Something Weird to Share. (laughs) Uh, It says, about 22 years ago, my wife and I went to visit my parents so that we could spend some time with our son, who was about one and a half years old at the time. Spent some time with them, with our son, sorry. Uh, It was evening, and we were waiting on my parents to get home so that my wife and I, sorry, sometimes the way that people write these things, I, it's not correct. It was evening, and we were waiting on my parents to get home. So the wife and I laid on the couch, and I was kind of dozing. I had worked 12 hours that day, um, and our son was taking a nap on the floor. For Christmas that year, Mom bought our son a Sleep and Snore Ernie. For those who don't know, it's a toy from Ernie from Sesame Street who was laying in a bed under the covers with a nightcap and a sleep mask on. If I remember, it was either a voice or motion activated, and when it went off, Ernie would sit up in the bed and say, I'm so sleepy, (laughs) in a tired voice, and then it laid back down and started snoring. That's all it did. Sat straight up, set its line, and laid back down. The toy was a foot or two away from our son on the floor. Now, for whatever reason, the toy was activated, which brought me out of a mid-sleep stupor, and I opened one eye and looked at it because there was nothing moving in the house. I looked over at my wife, and she was also staring at the toy. Ernie sat up in bed, and it had looked like he turned his head just a little bit and started speaking of what sounded to us like Spanish, but at half speed. The toy normally spoke... The half speed the toy, no- the toy normally spoke at, and in a much deeper voice. It's almost like the battery was dying or something. Yeah. It did this one time and laid back down and never made a peep again. My wife and I both looked at each other, not believing what just happened, 
and looked over at me and just, she said, get rid of it. I got up and took it outside and threw it in the garbage can, and that was the last we saw of Sleep and Snore Ernie. (laughs) I'm not sure what happened or why this toy did what it did, but I can tell you the 100% truth, and it was 100% truth in my brush with high strangeness. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of stories that I've heard of, like, with toys, like, you know, sort of seemingly malfunctioning or, you know coming alive when they're dead or don't have batteries in them or you know two examples do you remember do you remember furbies oh yes and do you remember the tickle me elmo yes we both we had both of those and they both did that all the time just like in the middle of the night would randomly just talk I had you do you remember the um I had like this glow worm do you when I was younger did you ever have one of those but it was like a little doll that it was like a little glow worm and she glowed and I really loved that toy and I feel like that toy did it but I can't like I can't picture it you know happening but I feel like it had but that was always toys that glow or like make noise are always really, really creepy to me. Oh, the the glow worm snuggle and soothe? Probably. Let me see. Oh yeah, that's what that's it. <laughs> yeah, glow worm. I got it right. I can't believe. That's so funny. Yep, I had one of those glow worm dolls. She had a little nightcap on. Yep. That's so funny. Yeah. I never had one, but I do recognize it. They did it came glow out or talk? Yeah, I think so. I'm pretty sure she did. The I just remember. The pajamaed worm body contained a battery-powered device that, when squeezed, would light up the toy's vinyl head from within. Yeah, I thought it was her head, but I didn't want to say it. So her the whole head would light up. Yeah. And it was just like a soft, it was, it's a soft glow, it says. Interesting. Yeah. Well, nightlight. <laughs> I haven't seen these in a really long time, so I wonder. I they wonder still- if they um no longer they probably no longer make them anymore. I mean, it's been years now. Maybe. I just remember the tickle me Elmo. Was yeah. Because it had that high pitched Elmo voice, and it would just like laugh. Yes. Like, very creepily. <laughs> yes. And I remember not being a fan of it. Yeah. Yeah, I remember I remember when those became popular and they had a really yeah, a really nice run. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we have a couple toys like that for Emma, but I've not experienced anything happening like that mm-hmm. yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I wonder if the glowworm had batteries. I can't remember. Everything from the 80s had batteries in it. Oh, yeah. Um, Okay, so this next one is called Some Houses Are Just Creepy. And I can kind of relate to this one. Mm -hmm. It's not really like, there's nothing, there's no part in this story where it's like a paranormal part, but it's the overall vibe, which I'll get into, but um, it's from Hola Amigo 117. (laughs) I'm very skeptical of anything supernatural, but my grandparents' downstairs room has given me an odd feeling ever since I was a little kid. I'm currently sleeping in it now as I type. 
So my grandparents are getting older and basically live upstairs as that's where their bedroom, the kitchen, the main living room is, etc. Downstairs is one small bedroom, a bigger bedroom, one bathroom, and a garage access. The downside to this part of the house is there's only two or three windows between all these rooms, and especially being in a forested area, it makes it pretty dark no matter what time of day it is. It's very quiet, cold, and cold because of all the cool air in the house settles down here, and generally unused and unlived in. My whole life, I have dreams that took place here, from people living in the walls of the downstairs and clowns in the dark corner of the big bedroom, to mysterious doors opening in the on the wall that doesn't exist in real life, leading to hallways of old dusty toys and trinkets. The creepiest thing is that one of my siblings has told me they also have a dream of a phantom doorway, or whatever you call it, appearing in one of the walls at my grandparents' home. I also dreamt once the interior structure of the house was a bit different, and big slides could be taken from one room to the other. <laughs> As someone who will sleep alone in the dark, in an empty house, alone camping, etc. It's almost impossible for me to sleep down here without a light on. The pitch black darkness and silence creeps into my head and I get paranoid. My heart starts beating and I sweat. If places really do have vibes, this place has got them. Perhaps the dark and quiet atmosphere along with the nightmares has just left some kind of impression on my psyche, or perhaps there's something else down here. I like to think of myself as a brave, rational adult who isn't afraid of a dark room, but damn, this place gives me the creeps. I... So, my grandparents' house, I can relate to the story because my grandparents' house, um, I, I grew up there. I mean, I had a, I was always there. Mm -hmm. um, but the upstairs at my grandparents' house always gives me a vibe, like the same thing. Mm -hmm. Like, I've slept in that house hundreds of times, never mm -hmm. alone, but I've always been, you know, in that house, and I get the same thing. And... I always have dreams about the upstairs in their wow. house. And I had a similar dream to where, like, you know, there's three bedrooms up there and a bathroom. Mm -hmm. And then one of the bedrooms leads to the apartment that my sister currently lives in. Mm -hmm. But, like, in my dream, I would open a door into the bedroom that I know. And mm -hmm. then I would open another door in that bedroom. But then I would be somewhere else. But I was still in my grandparents' house, but it kept happening in the dream. I would just open another door into a different room. And all of these rooms were in that house. I, I, I don't know. But wow. I always have dreams that are just kind of weird. Up, yeah. Up the upstairs. I don't really dream. Of, I, I have, like, a, a family home that is like that. And it's it's a really – it was a really old home. We no longer have it in our family, but – it was a really old home, and when we um, came back to the States um, after being away for a while, um, we lived in this home for a while, and man, that house was creepy. It, it really creeped me out. I think, I mean, I was like 12, you know, 11, 10, between 10, 11, 12 um, years of age, and so, you know, it was creepy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. but even thinking about it now as an adult um the, I mean the house was just in general just very old very you know there were so many generations that lived there and 
you know, so many people that I didn't have in my life at the time Mm -hmm. any longer that had lived in that house. And just like the thought of these people having lived in that house at one point, it's just, it it, it was just a real, like Mm -hmm. a realization that, you know, it, it just felt like there was so much like life in that house that it was just, it was kind of creepy, you know? Yep. So, you know, it's, and, and it's funny that you say the upstairs because it was always the upstairs that was the most creepy part of that house. And so, because it was kind of like there were one, two, three, four different rooms upstairs. Um, oh, that, yeah, there were four different rooms upstairs that were, um, that had, you know, been lived in. And, you know, some of those rooms ended up being like storage or whatever. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, family members would, you know, can vegetables and, you know, fruits and things like that. And they would, you know, end up in the, end up in one of the rooms as a storage, you know, but it was always very creepy to me. And, you know, just, just walking around and, you know, some of those rooms, it was just, you know, it felt like, it felt like all of the, you know, um, are you afraid of the dark uh, yes. episodes <laughs> as a kid? It kind of, it kind of felt like that, you know, with my grandparents' house, it, they built that house. So mm-hmm. it's like, nobody ever lived there before. Mm-hmm. I mean, the land could be, you know, mm-hmm. special or something. I don't know, mm-hmm. but it's, yeah, like they're the only ones that have ever lived in that house. My grandpa mm-hmm. still lives there. And yeah, so yeah, very interesting. Now we're going to switch it over a little bit to uh, aliens. Ooh, okay. Man, um, <laughs> if any of our listeners were listening to or caught uh, Jimmy Fallon and oh, uh, yeah. the story with uh, the story that uh, Camila Cabello yeah. shared, um, that, was all, that was very fascinating. I sent it to it was. Yeah, and and uh, Camila, she shared a story um, on the show about her parents. She was vacationing with her parents, and I can't remember where she said she was. Um, yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, I can't remember where she said she was, but she was taking a photo um, of, you know, or a video of her parents, you know, at this, I feel like it was a national park or some mm-hmm. some sort of you know, tourist sort of destination. Um, and she caught, she, she, you know, joked about how, you know, the aliens were um, trying to, they felt comfortable communicating with her. I know. Um, but, but it certainly looked like UFOs flying past her. Flying it definitely did. Her, her, her and her parents. And so, and she shared the video of it slowed down and it certainly looks like, two very fast moving you know uh, objects in the sky it was very interesting to me like I don't know what that could have possibly been other than something out of this world and so if you haven't caught it you should check it out um on on Jimmy Brown's YouTube channel you know it's it's kind of fascinating um so anyway just a funny story that I thought of this week yep that was very interesting yeah, especially because the way she said, like, it, how, because you do see the one go over them, but then mm-hmm. she said there's two, 
one comes from behind the mountain and then disappears yeah. or something. That was that was interesting. Yeah. Definitely catch that. Try to catch that and, and see if you can yeah. view the, watch the video that she shares. It's really interesting to watch. <laughs> yeah, it is. I liked it. They made a whole joke about it. it was a whole I know. <laughs> but it was really good. I mean, it was really fascinating. Like, I certainly would have felt the same way she did. <laughs> I know. I love... Um, alien or like ufo stories like that yeah i've never experienced anything like that personally um but i always find it really fascinating to see what people you know what people's experiences are because you know it's like what is up there that is moving that fast like you know i can understand if it was like jets or you know something like that that is moving that fast Mm -hmm. you know it's hard to like, you know, place that in, in a place where, um, you know, you don't, you wouldn't expect to see something like that moving so quickly. It's like, what could that possibly be? I, I mean, I'm at a loss, so I don't know. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I don't know. I definitely, I don't know enough about like jets or planes or anything like that. Yeah. No, but I know when things go fast like that, it's not. It doesn't that, seem right, yeah. You know, I've been on a plane. It's mm-hmm. not zipping across the sky like that, so. Yeah. Well, and even like a, you know, military cr- aircraft, right. you know, it just seems like, especially if it's like moving around mountains and stuff like the way that she was describing, mm-hmm. I mean, it feels unnatural for a military aircraft to even be doing that, you know, either. So, I don't know. I don't know. Yep, I agree. It's very interesting. Um, Okay, so this one is titled, I Was Visited by Aliens. Short and simple. All right. (laughs) By username Trillo. Uh, This was a personal experience that happened to me over a year ago, and it's been a mystery to me ever since. Any information explaining what possibly could have happened would be greatly appreciated. (laughs) (laughs) This is in... Uh, NSW Australia, which I looked up as New South Wales, mm-hmm. uh, just in case you were wondering. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at my aunt's holiday house in for the weekend. It was just a normal, regular night, a little bit wet, but everything was normal. I'm assuming they mean rain. Uh, so it was around 11.40 p.m., and my dog was sleeping on my bed. He then quickly got up and started barking his head off to go outside, so I let him. This is unusual behavior for my dog. He runs to the other side of the backyard, which is about 15 meters away from the porch, and then stops barking. He was silent. I turned around for two seconds to look at my mom, who had just come out to see what was going on. I turned back around, and my dog was sitting in front of me on the porch like nothing ever happened. I don't know how he ran back so fast without me seeing. Uh, but anyway, there. here's the interesting bit. Me and my mom hear this loud buzzing sound, not like an electric sparking sound, nothing natural like we've ever heard before. And then a bright lime green light came shining directly down, lighting up the whole backyard perfectly, like a precise laser scan. And it happened twice. Shine and buzzing, pause. Shine and buzzing, stop. There was a roof over the back porch, so I couldn't uh, look up to see where it came from, but my instant thought was aliens. <laughs> Uh, as it should be. The whole thing was so bizarre, like nothing I had ever seen or heard before. It started as a deep buzz to a high-pitched buzz and then back to a deep buzz. 
with the green light as the buzzing was happening, and then the whole thing stopped. Then my dog slowly crept inside and went back up onto my bed and was whimpering. The light could have been from the light couldn't have been from a power line because there would have been a shadow casting from the roof of the house. And sparks don't give off green light anyway, especially not as bright and neon as what I saw. Uh, if anyone has has had anything similar experience to mine, please respond and explain. <laughs> Thank you. Interesting. My first thought it was like military, but I yeah. don't know because I don't know. I, I just don't know enough about it. Um, well, I, I know that, um, you know, there's there's laws, I think, against, you know, any sort of laser activity from ground to air. Uh -huh. um, I, I have to feel like the same goes for you know, the, in, in the reverse direction, as far as like from yeah. the air, you know, to the ground, I don't know what they would be using lasers for. I mean, I have right. some experience or some knowledge, though very basic, um, yeah. when it comes to, you know, military activity. And I can't, I don't know. I, I don't know that that's something that they would do, but that's very strange. Yep. I mean, I wonder if it was weather related. Yeah, that was my other thought too. But then, like the the noise, like it was shine and then buzz and then it would pause, shine and then you'd hear a noise. It's like they were collecting yeah. information or something. <laughs> Collect, yeah. I don't know. That's that's interesting. And didn't say anybody responded. No, I didn't. Nobody responded to it. Wow. That's certainly interesting. I know. Yeah, I, I wonder if it was something like electrical or weather. Well, they said they didn't think it would have been electrical because the power line by their house, would, there, he thinks there would have been a shadow casting from the roof. It must be where the electrical line is like hooked up to okay. or something. Yeah. Interesting when like your dog you know, catches yeah. on to, because then you know you're not going crazy and that you're seeing, yeah. like, <laughs> you're both seeing it. Right, yeah, but yeah, if the dog didn't react or the animals aren't reacting, you know, you know it was probably in your head maybe, but when the animals are reacting, something's going on. Okay, so this next story also takes place in Australia, same area. Of Australia, New South Wales, and it's um, titled, During my time in primary school slash elementary school, I saw something I can't explain, and it's by username Courage C. Uh, I live in NSW, Australia, and this happened in 2017. I was walking up the path to my school, which was about 100 meters long. About halfway up the path, I was looking around and noticed a metallic object in the sky. I haven't seen anything like it before or since. Uh, I was looking at it for about 20 seconds, then it started going down horizontally. The way I was looking was partially obscured by trees. When it was going down and went behind one of the trees, it should have appeared on the other side, but it didn't. And I wasn't aware of anything... I, it wasn't anywhere around the trees. To this day, I don't know 
what it was or why it was there, but I know that I saw something hovering above my town. This is my first post on Reddit, so if it's bad, I'll try to improve my explanation skills. <laughs> wow. Um, but my first thought is uh, probably a UFO. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> do you remember, this reminds me of, do you remember that story? I don't know whether it was in the UK or in Australia or where it was, but do you remember that story about the children who all had the same experience seeing alien, like seeing a UFO or aliens? I wonder if this was, if this was in the same place. I sort of think I know what you're talking about. I feel like that was in South Africa. Oh, was it? Yeah. Wow, I was really off. Maybe. I could be wrong, though, too. But I had, so this kind of reminds me of something that happened to me when I was little. And I only have this vivid, like, short memory of this happening to me with my dad. But my dad doesn't remember it. I have asked him before if he remembers this happening. But I, you know how I grew up across the street from a cemetery? I remember walking with my dad just through the cemetery And at the time, there were trees in that cemetery. And I remember him grabbing my hand and saying to watch out. And, like, we moved behind a tree to get out of the way. And he was, like, looking up in the sky when he said that. And that is all I remember. He doesn't remember it at all. So I'm like, I know this happened. I don't think I dreamt it. I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure this happened to me. I was little. I was Mm -hmm. young. So, I don't know. But I remember it happening. I have no idea what it would have been. I have no idea, but... I feel like that's happened to me, too. But I can't recall what it was about. But, like, the fact that we can remember things, but it's, like, our parents or, you know, adults just remember something completely different. Like, that's always really fascinating to me, too. It's almost like, what do they call that... um, what do they call that phenomenon where you remember something completely different than how it actually occurred? Oh, yeah. I don't know what they call that, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I can't remember it either. I sometimes really? have little memories like that that I'm always, I'm unsure if they're memories or if I, like, made them up. Do you ever mm-hmm. have memories like that? Yeah, for sure. That's one of my memories. I, I feel like I this happened though because I remember I I just I remember it vividly happening yeah it feels so real yeah yep well this last one is a little bit longer but um this is titled my alien visitation dream from 2008 and this is from dodzilla username dodzilla7 Uh, starts off, I've never posted about this on any social media before, though I've told lots of family members and friends. I'll try to make it brief, which it's not super brief, but. (laughs) Uh, Roughly back in 2008, I was living outside of Springfield, Missouri. My room at the time where the first encounter took place was set up such that the door was opposite of my bed. The bed was in the corner, door centered on the opposite wall. 
that feeling came over me in what seemed like a dream the first time I had ever felt that presence, but it was not the last time. I woke up in the dream, but was unable to move. I tried mightily to move. I was lying on the left side with my left hand hanging off the side of the bed. My eyes were fixed on the doorway. Suddenly, a somewhat shorter, bright white, gray alien came very smoothly and steadily walking into the room and walked directly to my side. Once it got right next to me, it held my hand very intimately, interweaving its fingers with mine. I was Oh no. No. <laughs> I was as unsettled <laughs> as could possibly be. Uh yeah. That is that unsettles me and I am hearing this second hand. Yikes. I was quite religious at the time. Uh, I'm atheist slash agnostic these days, but began to pray to God that he would crush all of the bones in this creature's body to smite it, to crush it, whatever. <laughs> the whole time I struggled with all of that. Um, I struggled to move, to be able to move. When I finally was able to move, it corresponded to me waking up in real life. I didn't know how to process the event. Next, a few years later, I was in a different state visiting a friend of mine. I was sleeping in the downstairs room of hers and her parents' home. It had, uh, in her parents' home, it had a doorway leading outside to a parking area. The first or second night I was there, I felt the presence again, which woke me from my sleep into what was a dream state like the first time. I remembered the feeling and suspected what was going to happen. This time, my eye caught a very tall, lanky gray alien moving through the carport access area into the room where I was sleeping. This one was much more unsettling due to its height and appearance. This one moved about two to three meters away from me and just started to stare at me. I was struggling very hard to move again during the, st the stare down, though this time I was attempting to be more mindful of my thoughts and was attempting to stay calm and ready for whatever was about to happen. I awoke again, not sure how to process the event. I put a great deal of thought into these events over the years, and I was ashamed of myself for how I reacted to the first one. Fear-based, closed off, assuming malice, even though even though the white alien appeared to show me a friendly gesture, which I don't think that's very friendly. That's creepy. Yeah. Um, the final encounter took place more recently, perhaps 2016 or so. Um, I was perhaps the most significant. I had resolved over the years that if something like this were to ever happen again, I was going to do my best to show a mind of peace and willingness to communicate. As usual, the presence, I felt the presence as before, and this time many of them came into my room and stood at various locations around my bed. Somehow, I knew the name of the white alien from the first encounter, and in my mind, I attempted to communicate to those in the room that I could see um, and communicated in a more essential nonverbal way that I was ashamed of my behavior when we first met and that I was sorry for my behavior and that I wanted to communicate. Um, this left me with a deep feeling of happiness and resolution. I did my best to retain the name of the white alien and at times I felt feel like its name is at the tip of my tongue but I cannot seem to fully recall it. Though there are times when I'm tempted to say that it's the name started with a strong Y sound, but I can't recall clearly. <laughs> Weird. Okay. So my first thought is sleep paralysis, because I've had 
similar, um, I've had similar experience with sleep paralysis, although I never see anything when I have sleep paralysis. I just hear stuff, uh-huh. but it's normal for people to see, see stuff when they're having sleep paralysis. Wow. But I don't know. I, I go back and forth on sleep paralysis being paranormal or just being like part of your brain. Yeah. Like coming out of the sleep um, state. But I don't know. This one's kind of weird because it's almost like they are paralyzing her mm-hmm. and trying to communicate or come to them, come to her for some reason. Yeah. That's really strange. I don't want you to hold my hand, so if aliens yeah. visit me, don't don't touch me. Yeah, that's that feels way too like especially the fact that they intertwined finger no. Nope. I just don't want that. I've personally never experienced sleep paralysis, so I don't know what that's like. Um you never do. Yeah, I mean, it certainly doesn't sound like anything that would prevent me from moving would terrify me. Um, Yeah. I used to have nightmares that I would get stuck in like quicksand and I wouldn't be able to move. And like genuinely, I mean, people make fun of it now, but I genuinely thought quicksand was going to be a much bigger deal than it (laughs) than it actually is, you know, because in the movies we saw growing up. Oh, like, yeah. Never ending story, for instance. Yeah. Uh, you know, the horse, whatever, I can't remember his name, dies yeah. in quicksand. I mean, it's always it's quicksand. Always quicksand. And yeah. we have not, I have not once encountered it. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm glad. I don't even know where you would find quicksand. I don't know, somewhere in the desert, I guess. Yeah. But. Definitely. Definitely not in Michigan, I don't think. Yeah. Although there are sinkholes that could eat you. Right. Yeah, sinkholes are certainly much more <laughs> treacherous than encountering uh, quicksand. Oh, man. But I would be terrified if I ever experienced anything, you know, cl- even close to sleep paralysis, that's for sure. Yep. It definitely sounds like sleep paralysis to me, just from based on my experiences which I can, I can say really quick, both of the times I had the most significant sleep paralysis is when I lived on the same street. I lived in one apartment for a little while, had an experience there, moved away, and then like a year or two later, we moved back to the same street, but the house next door mm-hmm. to an apartment. And... Both times I lived on the street is when I had the craziest sleep paralysis. Wow. And so do you think that it's like tied more to an environment than it is? I'm wondering. Okay. But I also am like, is it paranormal? Because those houses are right next door to each other. Mm. I know that people kind of joke about their sleep paralysis demons. When do the demons come out? (laughs) I know there are always memes about those, but yeah. a lot of people have, there's some documentaries about it too, and it's very interesting, but um, I think the, one of them is called Nightmare. I watched it. It's okay. scary, but it's interesting. Yeah. I don't think I have it that bad. Like people see 
scary stuff. I don't no. see stuff. I hear really weird things. Mm-hmm. Like, I hear footsteps in mine all the time. Oh, man. And I hear, like, the first time I had it was in that one apartment, and I heard, I heard little feet, several feet running around my bed, and then I felt the blankets lift up. <gasps> I don't know if any of this was, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if it was happening. Right. I wake up, and obviously there's nothing here. Everything's fine, yeah. But... Yeah, I don't know. And then I hear a really loud buzzing noise, humming, like, it's loud, very loud. Okay. And then I always hear keys jing- jingling. Oh, my gosh. That's so but random. I never, I'll wake up, and I'll never see anything, but, and I always feel like I can't breathe, like, I can never get, like, a deep breath when this is happening. Okay. So much shortness of breath. Mm-hmm. And it always oh, yeah, because don't they say that it, it feels like there's like a like a brick on your chest? Mm-hmm. Yeah, or like something sitting on you. That's crazy. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't <laughs> don't recommend having it. It's creepy. Yeah. Um, and it always happens when I'm laying on my back, which I've read is also. Happening happens to people too in sleep paralysis. Oh, so I don't tend to sleep on my back. Maybe that's why I don't seem to have that problem too. I never do either. I'm a side sleeper, but sometimes I'll wake up and I'll be on my back. Okay. Sometimes. I tend to go to sleep, you know, on my back sometimes. Like if I'm really trying to get comfortable, I'll just like, you know, sprawl out. Yeah. Um, but then I always end up on my side. I'm a huge yeah. sleeper. Like, yep, me too. Definitely a side sleeper. Yeah. Not my husband's, my, I mean, you know who Matt is. I don't know why I said husband. He, um, sleeps on his stomach, which I've never mm-hmm. really been a stomach sleeper. But, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know how people it's hard. Do that. It's hard for me to sleep on my stomach. I feel like my stomach is the same way as, you know, sleeping on my back. If I end up on my stomach, I always end up on my... Like, if I'm on my stomach, I end up on my side. Mm-hmm. I always end up on my side. And all curled up in a ball. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm usually hugging a pillow or something. Me too. <laughs> yes. Uh, it sounds like we are the same. Yep. Yeah. Same sleepers. Yep. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I... That definitely did sound like a sleep paralysis story, but yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of them say that it's like articles I've read and things I've heard and uh, mm-hmm. about it is it's stress induced. Oh, but I don't, I don't know. Like, yeah, it could be, but why do I always hear the same things? Mm-hmm. Can yeah. you Emma in the background screaming? I can. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was wondering if she was upset or if she was... Like, she's so loud lately. <laughs> I don't... She's, like, found a new octave in her voice. She's just always <laughs> yelling. <laughs> yeah. About something. She's OP. So cute. Oh, she's crazy. But, yeah, well, those are... That's all the stories I had lined up for today. Nice. I should have... Um... I should have gathered some of my witchy stories. We'll have to do 
Sufficient stories next. Yeah, because Halloween's coming up and we gotta do something yeah. creepy for Halloween. For sure. We'll have to do we'll have to do a Halloween episode. Mm-hmm. Very soon. Yep. So sure. send us send us some suggestions. Yeah. Some creepy stories. Well, uh, we like we'd like to read them, you know, yeah. podcasts instead of random people's on the internet. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we want certainly. your random internet people stories instead yeah, of credits. <laughs> yeah, tell us what what it kind of excites you or stories that blew oh. your minds and let us blow our minds with those stories. Yep. But awesome. So I guess this concludes episode three. Wow, episode three in the books. Yep. We're, you know, we try to do it every two weeks, but we have lives. We're full-time job working people, and <laughs> we are just busy. So yeah. we're going to get these out to you when when we can. But, um, yeah, so thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for coming back to us. you out <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> thanks for listening. See you next time. See you next time.